0: Welcome back to the E6 podcast from Colonial Church. A candid conversation. <laughs>
1: is that how we're no, going to We're starting. We're starting. Wait, it's is candid that how conversations we're
0: start? from our church community? What we're learning? What's going on in the world? What all applies in our lives as Jesus followers? And uh, my name is Brooke. I'm your host. And I lost it because this is episode 41, and we have a special guest today. And our special guest is Barbara Favorite. And I don't know why, but I literally started, and she lost it. So. Uh, we haven't even made it like ten <laughs> seconds into this, and she has already uh, she's already lost it. So well, it's um,
1: appropriate because Barbara brings the giggles to our office, our work environment. It's only it's only makes sense that she's gonna bring the giggles to. Our she podcast. totally
0: does. It's the fun. Like
1: try I, not to laugh today, Barbara. I yeah, triple dog no, dare she, you. She's giggling away from the she's microphone trying to right it.
0: now. Uh, one of my favorite things about having Barbara in the office is because we all have our, like we have the staff thread. And so one of my favorite things is when something is going on to because I sit, you know, around the corner in a different room, all the way across the room to send a meme or some some gif or something to everyone. Uh, just to see if I can get a giggle out of out of Barbara from the other room. Like, that's... So it's like a nine
1: person yes. thread, and you hear Barbara right.
0: And the whole point is just can I get Barbara to laugh on the other side of this wall? Like that's the point. <laughs> Hi Barbara, you have to use the microphone now because we're we're actually recording and you're here. So at some point you have to.
2: Hi Brett. Hey, there it is. <laughs> She's here. I really don't like microphones. That's
0: okay. That's okay. Well, we're we're glad you're here. Thank you for um, hanging out with us. Can you tell us? Um, because not everybody knows you. Yes, you can, you can, you know, you're, you know, you're the person with the answers. I always tell everybody that, uh, especially when we get to Thanksgiving, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but my, my job is basically to break all of the rules and then come to Barbara and say, so I did this, how can we make this work? And you <laughs> then figure out and do your magic. And, um, I get to be on the receiving end of someone who's excited that something happened and Barbara's actually the one that made it work. So um, Barbara, tell us about your family.
2: What do you want to know about my family?
0: We don't. We don't know you, Pretend we know nothing about your. We, family. we are. We are uninformed. Do you, about, you have a family? About Barbara,
2: I mostly have a, no. <laughs> I do have a family. Um, Lou and I met in Chattanooga, Tennessee.
0: Chattanooga, Chattanooga. Tennessee. Nice. Um, it's right down the road. Neither
2: one of us are from there, um, but we met, married, and. Then his job brought us to Texas and I didn't want to come to Texas <laughs> because it was flat and hot.
1: And that's about seven years ago. Is that right?
2: 2012. 2012. So oh my goodness. Nine, nine years ago. Yeah. Nine years ago. Wow. Since then we had a sweet baby girl and she keeps us open.
1: Yes. How old is Maya now?
2: She is six.
0: Six years mm-hmm. old. She is spunky too.
2: She is very spunky. We just got her ears pierced. Oh,
0: she was so thrilled. So I was, I was trying to make sure the printer was working at the check-in desk and she came in and Lou brought her over and she was like, she just looked at me and she was like, I got my ears pierced yesterday. And I was like, yes, you did. So we had a nice little conversation. (laughs) Fun story. uh, When I came down from Oklahoma city to sign out, uh, to like fill out my paperwork and like sign my life away to colonial, Mm -hmm. um, Barbara was here and met me because it was like a Saturday or something like that and so nobody was in the office and so I show up and I don't know where I'm going I don't know what I'm doing Barbara's the first person that I meet and uh, and she's there and she is, is very, very very pregnant with Maya and uh, and so she meets me to get all the paperwork signed in uh, signed at f- filled out or whatever and mm-hmm. then immediately goes on uh, on maternity leave and so I'm there and I meet her and I sign my name and she does whatever she does behind the scenes and makes it all work. And then I don't see her again for weeks. It was about a month. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, oh, hey, oh, she works here? Oh, I don't remember. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I met her. Okay, that's right. Well, uh, okay, so Barbara, tell us, um, as as we joke about you being the one that actually makes everything work, what is your role at Colonial?
2: I'm the bookkeeper. So I do everything with the money. I guess it's the easiest explanation.
0: Everything with the money.
2: I do the depo- I take the deposits. So money in, money out. That's what I do.
0: Okay, so that's the, that's the like, um, scientific, straightforward, job description thing. But but what you actually do here is you you keep us all in line. You make things fun. Uh, let's see, Lauren, she, she probably for you as well, like fixes all of oh, the things my that goodness. we mess up. She
1: goes, she goes behind, she goes around, I saw the image in my head is she's walking around behind <laughs> the pastors, cleaning up our messes, <laughs> uh, keeping us within the boundaries that we need to keep within organizationally, um, graciously correcting. Um, and then I'll, I'll say this, uh, first of all, some people know that she's one of the first voices you hear. If you call our office, Rachel is our our main office administrator, Rachel Woods, and we've had her on the podcast before too. Uh, But if Rachel's not available or on the other line, you're often going to get Barbara on the phone, often going to get Barbara when Rachel's not around. So a lot of people know Barbara just from contact in the office. Uh, I will add this quick story, and Barbara doesn't know I'm going to say this. Uh, (laughs) Last week, I I think it was a day, it was either a day or a week or a month. That was Pastor Appreciation Day or week or month. I don't know. Yeah. And um, as one of the pastors here, I came into work last Tuesday. Brooke, you and I both, as, as two pastors, are yes. very surprised because a couple of our no, all, uh, three of our elders. I guess two of the two of the three other elders were in the room. They had gifts for
0: us <laughs> to say thank you. Very. Which is- it's always fun when you show up and the elders are there and you're yeah, not you're expecting like, it
2: before you see there's gifts
0: over here. It's like Is oh, somebody going to be man. escorted out
1: of the, what building? did I just walk into?
2: <laughs> that was the past. We're not in the past, anymore. But, <laughs> but I
1: will say that we had the elders there. The staff was all there. It was pastor appreciation moment of some kind. Moment. There were gifts, there were heartfelt cards. I'm just going to say this out loud in the podcast. I thought, how cool is this that the elders made this happen? That's right. How amazing is it that Man. our elders are loving our pastors so generously and then come to find out, and I don't think Barbara even knows I know this, Uh-oh. that Barbara and Rachel made that happen. Yeah, That our administrative folks that do all this organizational stuff behind the scenes, that don't get any recognition for anything except for probably when something goes wrong... Just they're so encouraging. I'm not right. even kidding. Yeah. they they are a gift to us because they cheer us on, and they make little little moments like pastor appreciation moments um, that that we need to uh-huh. just refuel and. And the going. truth
0: is, the truth is, like we literally could not do our jobs no without. Oh them my gosh, at all. Like it would be impossible.
1: We would do it really well for about a week and a half, <laughs> and then everything would be on
0: fire. <laughs> and then we'd be like, wait.
2: <laughs> huh? It wasn't just us though. It was what, the see, it was the hospitality team. It was the
0: hospitality mm-hmm. team Which made a which, plan. Which, who leads? Rachel, and Rachel. Uh-huh. Okay, Barbara. <laughs> right, we'll give Rachel. She's going to deflect. We
1: we'll give Rachel the credit. She She's, She's also a Georgia Bulldogs fan. Yep. Probably an Atlanta Braves. Are you an Atlanta Braves fan? Right
0: um, now? I was. Oh, don't break my heart. Come on.
2: I was until the until the strike of like ninety five or so, you gave up on them. and I I quit baseball. Ooh. Okay, and then but I married you, and then I married Lou and became a Phillies fan.
0: Okay, I, I can I can and live an that. Eagles fan and an Eagles fan. I can live with I that. Respect so. that. I respect that. Okay, so so the other the other thing, so we say this that 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 Barbara brings the fun and and makes things enjoyable and all this, but <laughs> I have to tell the story. Um, so we do we have we have over the past several years. Done. Apparently, we're just going to have a podcast that's about Barbara. So I love. Apparently, this. Apparently,
2: and this is, this is this not is fun. Good.
0: This is totally what <laughs> she signed up for. Uh, she is like shaking in her seat. Like, please make this stop. She's so, one of the heroes at
1: Colonial. I, know, I love this. I so I okay. Love this. So last.
0: So last one, and I'll I'll let it, I'll let you go. Not really. I'm not going to let you go, but I'll I'll stop talking about you. Okay. So we have historically done like a. Um, uh, not, not, not secret Santa. What, what's the, what's the right word? Like a, like a dirty Santa gift or white elephant, white elephant, whatever it's called. Right. So that we, it's white elephant as opposed to dirty Santa. I don't, I don't know. know what that everybody, is. <laughs> everybody calls it something. I don't want to know whatever. what that is. <laughs> and, and so, uh, and so we've done this for years. Right. And so it's just like, you get it, you get a gift and then we've out some way that you, you know, the first person goes and then you can steal it from somebody else or whatever. So, numbers or something. Right. Right. And, um, and so Barbara is uh, this is uh, I, I would I would venture a guess that this is one of Barbara's favorite things that she it gets really to be that I think she probably plans out for like the entire year. Like oh, Christmas ends, long. and then she's like, Hmm, what am I getting for next year? <laughs> because it's always like, oh, okay, what is what is Barbara gonna bring? But my favorite, and so those of you that know, uh <laughs> She knows where I'm going. My favorite was 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 it was probably three four years ago now, and um, Martin was still around, and so uh, we go through. It happens. I think five. Has it been that long? It happens. It was. It it goes all the way around. It's Martin's (laughs) turn. Uh, So it's Martin Beck, right? He was our. He was a care pastor and um, just one of the most sweetest, most fun most gentle and kind person. Like you literally, he would stop you and pray with you mm-hmm. f- just cause that's what he did. And so it's his turn and he's, you know, he's getting up there. So he kind of, he makes his way up to the front and, and uh, in front of everyone, he has to, he has to open the gift and, and show it. And so he's, he slowly opens the gift and it's, I think it's a bag or something. And he like, you see him like slowly, like reach down. He has this look on his face, like what in the world? And he slowly lifts it up. And it's a uh, it's a fish bowl with a goldfish in it. <laughs> that in his at his age he has just received a fish a goldfish from the uh, from the <laughs> the gift exchange that you know no one is going to steal because it's the funniest thing in the world that and and you just look over and Barbara is like losing her mind over here just a a giggle storm because she's having so much fun enjoying this and the rest of us are just you know dying laughing so. Before we before we, we we let it go and uh, and you have to just trust us that our our financial bookkeeper um, is the one that brings the fun around here, <laughs> which um, you wouldn't guess on paper. You wouldn't. You would totally. That's think, the person oh, who says no. Stop. She's the doing one that, that says stop. Brooke, and yet, stop
1: spending money. She's constantly bringing, I, the, bringing the fun.
2: I do still say. That. You still
1: say <laughs> no. She does. It is it's true. a good combination. There's You're a the balance. no person who brings the fun.
0: There's a balance. Think about that for. A I second. I like to try to get Barbara to round numbers. You're like, Barbara, no, don't look it up. Just tell me a ballpark. Like, is it like a thousand or is it like, you know, 200? Like, give me, give me, no, uh, hang on. I got it. And then she calculates it on her. 847 33 Yeah, that's right. On her little tape and her tape's rolling through. And I like to pretend like I know how to use that thing. But. Okay. Okay. Barbara, we love you. Thank you for being here. Lauren, okay. you just got a text message a minute ago and you freaked out and you ran out of the room. Yes. Tell us the exciting thing that's going on on your phone. I assumed it's like some blockbuster trade. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> not,
1: no. Well, no, it's not on that level. But okay. my wife,
0: oh, that who would I, be, That would be better? That'd be huge news. <laughs>
1: this is this is my family. My wife texted me. She's a math teacher mm. at Ryder High School. Uh-huh. Uh, I think she's a total rock star. I'm biased. Uh, uh, all it was so fun. Like trick or treating last night, we're, we're in a driveway and around a fire pit and the kids are coming up and I feel like every, every, uh, eighth or 10th party that walked up was like, Ms. Jones. Hey, yeah. uh, I just love watching how loved she is by kids and families. And she sent me a little text that says she got the West foundation teaching excellence award. Uh, okay, I don't know why. I don't know what that means, but it came with a fat little bonus, and okay. she just got all the props. And I just, I just couldn't it's be for more proud. It's for excellent. It's It's because she is a great math teacher. Sure she is. She's a a math Barbara nerd. No, she's a math nerd. Like loves math, which is what you want for your kids to have a teacher that loves their subject. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but she's also a little bit on the zany, goofy <laughs> side. So she dances and she has jingles and. Okay. She's just she's she's thrown pride out the window. You know, especially as as we get older.
0: Are you allowed to audit a math teacher's high school class? Oh, yeah. Is that a thing? Can we do that?
1: She'd probably get a little nervous. We should all show up one day and just sit in class. That'd be totally fun. She's amazing, though. And so she just passed that on to me. She said, I had no idea this
0: was coming, but some kudos. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations Carrie. Fun Carrie is amazing. Fun Carrie.
2: Fun Carrie is fun.
0: Yes. <laughs> well, that's that's tons of fun, guys. How was your how was your Halloween? You 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 talked about, you know, doing trick or treating stuff with your kids.
1: Yeah, my kids are finally big enough um or where, maybe not with your kids. Yeah, it's weird cuz my college-age daughter uh was texting me going, "This doesn't feel like Halloween." <laughs> cuz as she put it, the the people I've gotten to know either are home doing nothing in our dorm rooms. Yeah. Or some of them are going off to dress sexy and drink beer. That's nice. college, you know. College, <clears throat> and she doesn't want to do that, so she's like just kind of complaining. And then our uh, our high school daughter just turned off all the lights and got in her room and didn't want to answer the door. <laughs> um, and then our middle school kids, uh, two of them left. They're big enough to still be totally in costume. I think they,
0: they were my favorite costume. <clears throat> and it was the Napoleon good. Dynamite yeah.
1: and his brother Kip. Oh, they were awesome <laughs> and got lots of kudos at different houses. And then my wife and I just pretended we were really old and sat in lawn chairs in a driveway and nice. around a fire pit with some friends. And it was awesome.
0: Nice. What about you guys?
2: Um, We actually went trick-or-treating with the Theos, uh, Whitney and Brian, last night. Cool. That Love was pretty them. fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was Maya's technically first time to go trick-or-treating. Okay. She's yes. been asking all week to nice. do it. Did she have fun? she did. She had a lot of fun. So.
0: That's cool. What did she dress up? Is she a, is she a costume kid?
2: She is, but she's her own costume uh-huh. kid. So it was technically Princess Tiana's dress, but she wouldn't <laughs> let me put like a crown or something, but no. she did we did do a bun. That's cool. With her princess shoes and nice. mismatched socks.
0: So did did the expectations of trick-or-treating live up to her first real trick or treat.
2: I think so. Last year we uh she wanted to do it and so last year I just had Lou walk her down our driveway <laughs> and uh <laughs> come to our door yeah. and every time she came back to the door I had like a different hat or scarf or something on just I to make know, it fun cuz no one was doing trick or treating last year so.
1: Yeah. That's cool. So I don't know about y'all's neighborhood, your... but they were out in full force yeah. in our neighborhood oh, yeah. last night. I and mean, we night. started.
0: We started at like, I mean, it was too it was, early. It was probably like five forty-five. Yes, I'm like, what the world? It's go time already. And then we were not the only ones. Like it, it was people. <laughs> no. There was people all over the place. It was gorgeous weather, so it was nice. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of fun. The kids, you know, our our oldest is now in middle school, so she was she walked with us for about two blocks, and she was like, "Okay, bye. I'm gonna go find my friends." And it was like, "Okay, don't get lost." And uh, so that was, that was a first for us she was just, and by, um, and then our other, other kids had a ton of fun, but, but Kendrick has been the same way where he's like, he has been, he has no concept of time. Like he doesn't understand time yet. And so for at least a month, he's like, is it Halloween is it is it we go trick or treating tomorrow like is is it today yeah. can we do it today you, you almost
1: can't tell the little ones I know, in advance about anything
0: and he's and we always we always buy the like whatever the costume is going to be we'll you know buy it or make it or work it out or whatever but then we don't let them wear them until halloween Ooh. because he would wear it like Every day, all day, every day. That's actually Absolutely. a good call. And yeah. so, and so, like he was super excited this weekend to finally get to wear his Iron Man costume and go. And the funny thing was, we were walking around, and there's just like groups of kids that are just, you know, roaming around in 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 packs of wild children. And and uh, and it was craziest. They would be like, like we'd walk by, and I don't know any of them. My wife's like, who who's you know, this kid? And like, no, nah, I don't I don't got anything. And they'd all be like, hi, Kendrick. <laughs> it's like That's sweet. how do you all know my son? Like <laughs> what in the world? So I don't know. I don't know. Apparently he's the, the popular kid around the neighborhood or something. <laughs> so well, this weekend was fun. Um, obviously, we had Halloween, so that was entertaining. Um, we, we had a gorilla playing the drums. We had our backyard bash. Um, how, what, what did you guys have fun at the backyard bash? I thought
1: do? the backyard bash was so fun. The weather could not have been for warm. real perfect. It I felt like we were in perfect. San Diego, California, or something. That's a little extreme. It was perfect. It was, it was like good. 71 degrees. It was, good. it was good. It was perfect. And a lot of people were there. Um, another great example, frankly, of people don't know, but Barbara was spearheading organizing some of that. So getting food trucks there and, um, it was so fun. I thought it was a great, especially one more time coming out of this weird year and a half of disconnection or lack of connection, whatever the word is there to just do another fun thing together. It was really good. Did you, did you, were you pleased with how things turned out, Barbara?
2: I was pleased. I was sad that the third truck, it lost its engine. So, it was that's, progress and provisions, right? They yeah. were going to be there. we did they, have a food truck. Their nice. food truck completely broke. So, they, they do, weren't able to they do They do smell good when
0: we go back. And by. you said
1: yeah. they even spent some extra money really just getting ready, money getting ready for us. Mm-hmm. I felt bad oh, for man. us missing out on that and longer lines at the food trucks. And I felt bad for them. They probably yeah. gave up a lot of money. A yeah, few hundred bucks of profit.
2: But the taco truck was amazing. Taco right. truck was
1: so it was good. So good. I could eat there every other day. And
2: I just randomly found that truck too because I was calling everyone and trying to find trucks. And I just everyone was either booked or they sold their truck or just this or that. And I just happened to be driving down the road. and I saw it. And I just pulled in and said, can you come to my thing? <laughs> and she's like, here's a card. Talk to the owner. I'm like, okay. I'm like, can you yeah. come to my thing, that was please?
0: <laughs> this awesome. is really, it was really fun. Yeah, my kids had a blast. And, and uh, it was fun to just get to hang out and yeah let the kids go do their thing and not have to you know I do my 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 parenting my kids are still young so I still do the you know every once in a while every 15 20 30 minutes or whatever I make a lap and try to count all my children's like okay I've only got three right now so I'm missing one somewhere (laughs) and I have to go find them but yeah
2: I purposely kind of try to set it up so you could sit at the table and watch the area that they were playing in yeah so that you wouldn't necessarily have to do too many laps
0: no it's good was good. We totally did. I try to, I have to like get myself up and go, or I'll just sit and talk to the same person the whole time. And so I have to, I have to force myself to mm-hmm. be a little bit more extroverted than, than always. But okay. So we had fun this weekend. Let's talk about this coming weekend. This coming weekend is our annual Thanksgiving uh, dinner drive that we have um, been doing for years and years and years. Um, how far back does this go, Barbara? You've been involved longer than I have.
2: It's been going on since before I was here. I think my first year um, of doing it was the fall of 2013. And it was beautiful weather, just absolutely gorgeous. And this cold front, you could see it rolling (laughs) in. And it just, it dropped like 40 degrees and rained and poured on us. And the line was ridiculous going out to where now Specs is, it's and wrapped around wow. to Target, and I'm pretty sure Tanner got punched in the face that, was that the, year, that was and the year. yeah, and it the was year
0: that she'll ever live in infamy,
2: just ridiculous. And so we've improved a few things by doing pre-registration and just kind of um, just tweaked it every year yeah. since then of just getting it to be a little more um, sane, manageable.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And to clarify, that's through the food pantry ministry. Yes. That year round meets a lot of needs for people in the community. But my understanding is, as you said, for years and years and years around Thanksgiving, there's been an extra push to provide full on Thanksgiving meals for yes. families, correct? Yes. And
2: my understanding is they even used to um have like groceries or something at the front and you just would go and grab a Mm. bag and like take it to a family even um years and years ago so um it's evolved and just changed a bit and we've tweaked it a bit and we've been able to help some schools in the most recent past so that's been exciting too yeah
0: yeah so so that's what's coming up this weekend is is at least the first half of that where um you guys come and um everybody comes to church just like normal mm-hmm. and then at some point uh, at some point we will send everybody to Market Street and we'll be there with a trailer and tables and some awesome friends of Lola's and some people from uh, unity Church and from one life uh, community Church I almost said the wrong wrong name there but um, and, and and we'll go buy some groceries and fill some grocery sacks so that we can meet those uh, meet those needs and then mm-hmm. the churches will take care of the turkeys and and then in a, couple of, in a few more weeks, then we, then we hand them out to everybody and, and get them all over the place. So, so that's what's coming up. Um, Lauren, I'm, I'm curious, uh, from your perspective, um, having three churches, um, getting, getting uh, Pastor Ronnie, Pastor YB, getting them to be a part of this with us. You and I have been in a conversation for you know, months about doing this with them and, and then talking with them and just being excited about it. Why is that? Um, what's so exciting about that for you? Um, I
1: think, I think on a couple fronts, one is, is churches are like other organizations or other tribes. We just kind of do our own thing all the time, you know? Mm. And I think at worst we can forget that God is at work all over the city. God's at work in different communities. Um, we're experiencing being a family. Like we had a big family backyard bash yesterday. There's other families doing similar things, other people worshiping the same time we are. And so it's just... It's just it's just taking a second to recognize. Oh my gosh, we're bigger than just colonial, and we get to partner with them. They're reading the same gospel, you know, that's Mm -hmm. calling them to live out their faith in Christ and uh, to meet the least, meet the needs of the least of these. And um, and then I loved specifically, uh, I think Ronnie Whitfield, who's the pastor at One Life, said this uh, on our little short video. He said something to the effect of, "You know, there's so many." moments where christians are arguing with each other mm. and and fighting over different thoughts or political ideas or whether it's, you know, blatant politics or it's vaccinations and masks or it's, you know, all kinds of stuff and and to go, hey, let's just put all that aside and go serve together. Yeah. Is just refreshing. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness, let's just unite around the heart of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, I, and, and then I guess I, I just thought of this too you know we we look different um, YB serves a predominantly black church uh, here in town and online and and Ronnie uh, is not he's not much younger than me but I think one life community has a, a decent crowd that's younger than a lot of our colonial folks um, and they're downtown and we're a little more maybe reaching some of the burbs and um, I just love that we're different and, and yet we all are in the same kingdom and serving the same King. So I, I get super excited about um, the, I I love their willingness
0: to partner with us
1: and it makes me more hopeful that we're going to see more of these kind of things done together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to just get this, get this stuff going that it's not a, yeah, you know, yes, colonial has been doing this, this thing for years, but um, they have, you know, the other churches have done their own, their own kinds of things, but to come together and make this not, not a colonial thing or not, not just a one life thing or not just a unity church thing, but to come together and do it all together as, um, as, as churches united, um, is, is, is pretty cool. And so it's not about one name church driving it or, or whatever, but that we can all do it together is, is a whole lot of fun. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Can I, can I tell you guys, uh, can I tell you guys one more story before we get to go for it, get to Sunday? So um, I just wanted to share this story. Uh, I just got pieces of it um, yesterday um, when uh, I got to. Uh, as we've, I think we've we've shouted out uh, Dan and Debbie uh, Thompson in the last uh, last couple episodes or something along those lines. When I I got to meet them and talk to them a little bit more. But so so when I first met when I first met Debbie, I was just kind of getting to know her and I was like hey so what, what do you do and she was like I sew and I was like okay I don't, I don't know what to do with that uh, I don't you could give me a needle and thread and I'd probably hurt myself before I would get anything <laughs> actually accomplished and, uh, and, and but just just days before that um, I was sitting in the office of, um, of Tracy over at Brook Village and she was like man if you guys had somebody that could sew and like make us uh, make blankets for these preschool kids they're like three to five She was like, they, they need blankets so bad for, for their nap times and stuff like that. And I just remember thinking, well, I don't, I don't have any idea how that's going to happen. Like, good luck with that. I'm totally, I'll keep my ear open and we'll see what we can find out. And then literally days later, I'm sitting down across the table from, from Debbie and she's telling me how she just loves to sew and she just wants to find a way to serve. And I was like, man, God, you are, uh, interesting to say the least and, and very creative. So, um, So we've talked about that before so sorry for a recap but uh so i got to i talked to to debbie this weekend she said that they they delivered um the first four blankets that they've made um to to brook village this this past week and their rooted group um decided to uh to gather up the supplies that the teachers needed there and so they they came together and spent some of their money and put got got a whole bunch of supplies that those teachers needed and be able to uh, to share some love with them there. Um, And they are looking to expand and find a place where they can sew some more because, because another person has jumped on with her and wants to provide some more and wants to jump in and sew with her. And, uh, so one of these days I'm going to have to go over there and just hang out with them because that's awesome. I don't know how to do any of that. And I would totally probably be more of a, um, a hindrance than, <laughs> than anything else, <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, so, so Nora's jumping in with her and, um, and so they're going to, they're going to keep on keep on pressing on and and, and sewing some blankets for those kids. And so I thought that was really cool. That That's so sweet. They're diving in and I mean, head first, like full on, like she's, she's going all, all for it. And she's like, okay, we got, we got plenty of fabric now. And I'm like, great. You let me know and we'll figure out how to get more and we need it. So, so yeah,
1: I don't know if you're looking for a segue Brooke, but that just makes me think about if, if we can jump to the book of it. Acts, uh, the message that we, we listened to pastor Jordan yesterday, speak from the beginning of Acts chapter 6. Right. Uh, It's the first uh, sign of what we call today the deacons, just some uh, uniquely purposed serving folks in the early church. And it just, whether it's picking up a needle and thread, or it's doing the books, the financial books, uh, or it's standing on a stage teaching, or it's... On and on and on. This the different roles that God calls us to, and I thought one of the loudest things I heard Jordan affirm is that there is no one role in everything we do as as disciples of Jesus that's more important than others. Yeah, um, that's like saying seeing is more important than hearing, which is more important than touching, which is more important than walking, which is more important than smelling. I mean, just the body has different functions and different roles and it's all about how God has made us. Mm -hmm. And um, I just think we all need to hear that time and time again. Cause I think we live in a celebrity culture where, you know, our heroes are the charismatic upfront people, the entertaining people. um, And we, we diminish the blue collar hard worker in the corner. That's not getting any credit. Um, or we devalue, that's probably the better word. Yeah. We devalue. Yeah. So, I mean, picking up a needle and thread, yeah. you know, like if, if Debbie's not doing that, if Nora's not doing that, then the kingdom is not what it's supposed to be mm. flat out. Mm-hmm. And Oh dear God, don't let me near a needle and thread. You know, I would make, <laughs> a, or right. even better example, don't let me near the bookkeeping, yeah. you know, and I even have a finance, <laughs> that's right, that's right. you know, background a little bit and I would still do so poorly at that. Uh, organizationally, you know, to have people like Barbara that are, are using the gifts God has given them uh, using the passions that have been stirred. Yeah. That's a big part of what we see in Acts chapter six, which I think is, is a message our church, the church needs to hear over and over again.
0: Yeah, And we are so good at pedestaling people, you know, whether it's in relationships or jobs or politics or, Music or whatever it is, you know, we see somebody that's up on stage or that's made a lot of money or or whatever, and uh, you know, it's like they are above everything. Even we do it. On, we do it to ourselves. Whether or not we're devaluing other roles, we may be devaluing our own role in in the body of Christ or at our at our workplace or in a family or whatever, because, you know, because we do that so often. That's what we, that's what our culture teaches us mm-hmm. is that, man, we got to, you know, these are the people and they are like, um, they're so much better than, than you. Well, maybe they're better than me at something. Um, but in, in theory, I'm probably, I'd like to think I'm better than, you know, but that's what we do this we, it's, we do that so much. And so we, and I think it's, I think it's interesting to think about the ways that we, uh, that we devalue ourselves or yep. we devalue Um, you know, not just the people around us, but how we also do that to ourselves. And I I think
1: we're guilty even within our own unique contexts, like as a pastor, um, at my worst, at my most insecure moment, I would call it sin (laughs) At my most sinful moment, I'm comparing how big the church I'm pastoring is to the church pastor. So-and-so is, is leading, um, I'm comparing what I'm measuring as impact or influence in the community of our church versus somebody else, which is so not what the Lord wants for me. Uh, so not what, how he wants me to find my value. Um, there are some pastors that are supposed to pastor churches of 42 people. And there are some pastors that are supposed to lead churches of many, many, many thousands. And it's, none of that is to our credit or to our fault. It's,
0: it's faithfulness. Mm. It's just using the gifts we have. And, yeah. Um, well, and I think, I mean, being a, being a pastor and I've, I've worked in church for, you know, 15 years or so now. And I don't know how many times I've done that to myself thinking, man, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not as good at that or, or I need to be better at this or, or whatever. And then, and then just really to come into a place where I'm like, you know what, that's not my role. Like, I don't want that role. I don't want your job, Lauren. I don't want to get up on stage and teach people like, that's not my, that's not my style, Barbara. I don't want your job. There's too many calculators and spreadsheets involved. Like that's, that's not my, that's not my deal, but come to a place where I've, I've grown to learn that God has made me in the way that he's made me. And um, and I love to come along some uh, alongside somebody and help you in whatever way that means that I can help you make your thing, whatever you're doing, better, or uh, or maybe I can poke holes in something and then say, Barbara, help me fix this because <laughs> I messed it up or I did this and we're gonna have to figure out how to make it happen. So. Um, but you know, it's like, I've, I've even done that to myself. Like, how do I, how do I continue to do that? And it's a good, a good question to continue to come back to like, where am I maybe devaluing my own role or in some ways thinking that my role is more important than somebody else. But so how, how would you say, um, because we do that and it's such a big deal, how would you say that compares to their uh, their ranking culture, the way that they, you know, sitting on the right hand and where you would sit at a table. And would you say that's different than, I mean, it's different in, in maybe how they would enact it, but would you say it's different in our, in our minds versus how they would, they would have perceived it? Is it still that big of a deal now?
1: I'm not, I don't know how it's any bigger a deal. I think that's this just sin. I think it goes, I think it goes back Mm. all the way to the beginning. You know, how do we, how do we, where do we find our identity is a question we've been asking since the garden. Right. And how do we define greatness? I think has changed since we left the garden. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's what I can pull off. It's what people are saying about me. It's how impressive I can be. It's, uh, and, and then we turn to scriptures and it's none of that. Hmm. It's, it's our identity is entirely in our creator and the uniqueness that he's made us to, to live out. Uh, and greatness looks like, I, I love that Pastor Jordan was so clear. Greatness is about humility. It's it's so much in contrast to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm as guilty as anybody. I watched the strows last night win. I watched my Cowboys win without Dak. I, had, I, I was really in a bind last night. I was trying to watch two different sporting <laughs> events at the same time. And, and greatness is about that great catch. Greatness right. is about beating the tar out of the other guy. Mm. That's the way of the world. Mm. And I'm celebrating it like everybody else in the moment. And yet I have to separate that somehow wow, about what, what a weird challenge, you know, to separate from the flesh to go, yeah, but at its core, greatness is about laying down your life for another. Mm. Greatness is about going last. Greatness is about serving which thankfully you can see in sports, but I digress. Uh, and I, I'm not blowing smoke, Barbara. I know you're our special guest this week, but I genuinely, I can't say this heartfelt, heartfeltly enough. Um, I think you are truly great because you have a humility about you that is genuine and real. And um, it's one of the reasons I'm like, yeah, let's have Barbara on the podcast because people don't <laughs> right. get to see your heart or know what you're doing. And you are so content with that. And you're hating this mm-hmm. moment right now. I'm Very content with that.
2: <laughs> I love being in the background. I love saying, Hey, I need you to do this. How do we get it done? I love going and getting it done. I love drawing out the plans Ooh. for things. I love my spreadsheets, <laughs> um, color coordinated, and my everything. color coordinated spreadsheets. And, um, I love setting up for events like what we're going to be doing this weekend, um, and I I love Jordan's one-liners um, of I'm trying to remember what it was. Opportunities are just are where the are where the problems are. are. Yeah. Um. I think I came up with my own, but um. <laughs> but yeah, opportunities are where the problems are, and it's one of those things of if you look at it glass half full, you're always going to be able to. Sees an opportunity of, well, that's an opportunity to serve mm. um fill the problem, stop the problem. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I love being in the background and doing the things, even when I get called out from the stage at the nine fifteen <laughs> because I'm smiling at the teacher teaching on stage, Jordan. Um, he tried. He thought he was gonna get a giggle out of me for doing that, and I just really wanted to walk out the door because I'm like, "Stop <laughs> looking at me."
0: More back in the turtle shell. Like, yeah. Oh, no. yes. <laughs> well, I mean, it, and, and you're right. It, as as another person that that would prefer to be more behind the scenes than up on the stage, and and that kind of like. I get it. But you also like, you bring a lot of fun to it too. So it's like you involve other people consistently. You always are, are bringing, you know, whether it's like at the movies where you've got your, you've got your, <laughs> your little bag of tools that you carry around with you and you're learning how to use a, a, a chop saw or, or whatever. Um, you know, you, you still are involving other people and you bring people along with you and you make it fun. And so, I mean, I think that's, I think that's what it's all about. Like, um, you know, when, when we talk about humility and service, it's, there's a teachability there. There's a, um, you know, there's the side of, of bringing people along with you. And, and so it's not about you and whether or not you can, um, become better at something necessarily without bringing along everybody else with it too.
2: And I think that's definitely something that I've learned at Colonial because I'm not a delegator. I'm a Go and get it done. I think I yeah. even struggled with that a bit this weekend. Of, um, I'm. I think I have my last sunburn of the year. Hopefully, <laughs> um, because I I just kind of stood outside and made sure everything was where I wanted it to be. So even though I told like multiple people, okay, this is where it should go, I had to be out there and make sure it it went where I wanted it to go. <laughs> so I do have a little bit of, um, but. I usually try to grab somebody and say, hey, let's go do this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I'm curious, the disciples are, are wandering down the road, following Jesus, hanging back a little bit because they don't want Jesus to hear what they're talking about, and they're, and they're trying to decide who is the greatest. I'm not asking which one is the greatest. I'm curious, do you have an opinion on who you think they thought was the greatest. (laughs) So who is winning that argument? Oh, I know. Is it Peter? Is Peter the one winning the argument because he's the buff guy and he's like, I've got muscles and I'm going to... I have to believe that two of them,
1: (laughs) from what we know, I have to believe that two of them were very sure they were the greatest. And? I think John really believed he was the greatest. He literally wrote down...
0: I am the one that the, Jesus loved. The disciple that Jesus <laughs> he loved. referred to himself
1: as the one Jesus was nuts about.
0: <laughs> I've often wondered how much how much uh, you know thought went into that. Or well, there is
1: even conjecture in the moment in the upper room <laughs> late late in Jesus's life, where uh, he laid his head. Jesus laid his head on the chest of. There is a translation. Um, which I think is a little bit of a stretch, mm. but he laid his head on the chest of the disciple whom Jesus loved. Mm. So there's even this picture, arguably in <laughs> John's mind of well, clearly he was just crazy about me. <laughs> and then of course you have to believe Peter just was right. very sure he was the man. You know, just the outspoken, brash. Uh, I, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna betray you. Yeah, you know, you've, mm-hmm. I've, I've got your right arm, Jesus. Um, but anyway, I think those two. Barbara, any other thoughts? Yep. Do you have a guess on who thought they were the greatest?
2: I think I would have gone with Peter as well, just yeah. because even when Jesus was washing his feet, he's like, then wash all of me. Just, you know, I want to be everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So that was interesting. I was curious. Who would they have picked? I wonder if they would have picked or if that's just who would have won the argument because he would have like, you know, <laughs> would Peter have just dominated that argument or would, any, would, he, would he have won anyone over to his side? Right. It's a great. It's a great question. So we talk about humility and service, and and you know how do we take this and and put it into practice? How do we Ooh. put this into our lives? How do we? Um, I mean, even in a culture that tells us this, this is what we're supposed to do, we're supposed to do the opposite of what of what Jordan's talking about. We're mm-hmm. supposed to put people on a pedestal and. Uh, use other people as stair steps to get to where we want to be, where our dreams are, no matter what that does to anybody else. So how do we, how do we flip that script and say, okay, I want to, I want to follow Jesus in this way. I want to do what, what we're learning here, but how do I make that work in, in real life? I, I think we keep it simple. I think, I think
1: the way of the world and the way, and because because it's the way of our flesh, our, our instinctive push, for any of us, including the great ones amongst the first 12, you know, the instinctive reaction, the instinctive push every moment of every day is to do what we want, to put ourselves first. Uh, the way of Jesus is to resist that urge and to be selfless and to humble ourselves and go last and... Let the others have the good stuff and let the others sit at the best seat. And uh, at worst, it looks passive, but I think in a very strong way, it can be incredibly loving. Uh, And so I think, I think every single one of us can just go in our own context. Okay. You're a, you're a bookkeeper, you know, at an office, you're, you work for the sanitation department and you're outside all day. Um, You're driving a truck, you're. You're pastoring, you're teaching school. I, I think you go into any context and go, what does it look like to be others-centered? Mm. What does it look like to be Jesus-like in the way we serve and give up our own rights, give up our own wants? Uh, and it's a, just, it's a constant decision-making process. I can do that really well for 30 minutes. I can do that really well for half a day sometimes, and then I go right back into doing what I want. Right. And so I think that's how we live it out. I think that's how we apply it. And I also think, if I can digress, that's why we come together. Like to me, this whole idea of me and Jesus, me and Jesus, me and Jesus in the corner, I don't need the church, is missing out on the reality that if I'm not around other people living this humility out, if I'm not around other people showing me, inspiring me, then I'm going to fail. I'm going to do this less well. Uh, Whereas if I'm around people like Barbara, I'm around people like Brooke, who I'm watching at least sporadically give of themselves, sacrifice what they want, go last, serve the other people, be humble, then it it inspires me. It makes me, it goes, ah, I see, I see. That's what Jesus looks like. I want to be like that. So I think it's partly just choosing in the moment to be selfless and humble. I think it's also choosing to be around other people who want the same thing because of the way it, it rubs off on us it inspires us. It's beautiful. Uh, why are our heroes on the big screen or in the books we read, the the people that are sacrificing, the people that are inspiring us with their humility, yeah. you know, it's yeah. not the cocky me first people that we want to be like, yeah. or we want to show our kids, <laughs> you know, mm. it's, it's when Tony Stark, you know, dies at the end, it's heartbreaking, but it's like, ah, that's what heroism looks like, you know? And I, I just I want to be around other people in the church that are living that out.
0: Are you allowed to ruin a movie that's like three years old? Tony Stark dies. <laughs> I'm just curious. I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. Just take Yeah, it it it's three years take old. It, take right? it to your grave if you you know. Right. Okay, so how do we uh, how do we balance this in in a in a time where we have things like social media that are stressing people out that are causing, um, you know, we have all these things in our worlds that that stress us out, that cause fear, that cause, um, uh, uh, I can't think of the right word. I'm thinking of, um, um, uh, okay, forget it. We'll move on. Um, but you know, they're, they're causing all this stuff in our, in our minds and our lives where, so how do we balance this serving and humility and other centeredness with the taking care of yourself, the me time, the mental health side of, you know, all these, all these trendy buzzwords that we hear right now. So how do we balance those two things where it's like every once in a while I need to not be other centered because I'm burning myself out.
1: That's a fair question. I think, you know, the the instant analogy that comes to my mind is when you're on the airplane and they they tell you, you got to put the mask on yourself first, even though Maya at age six is sitting next to you, Barbara, on the plane, you know, as a mom, okay, I've got to take care of me first, or I'm, I'm no good to this life that I'm in charge of. I think we have to take care of ourselves first. I think we, I think that's, I think part of loving other people around us is taking really good care of ourselves. I think we all know where that line ends, though. I think, I think it, it's rarely fuzzy for me to think, oh, I'm being selfish here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm really fighting for what I want. It's called, it's called hedonism. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's living for me. That's not the same thing as saying no to some really good things so I can take care of myself, so I can do this for the long haul. Right. I, I refuse to believe it's that, that confusing for us. I think we know when we're being selfish because it's about motive. It's about motives of the heart. Mm-hmm. If our motive is truly to be healthy and to take care of ourselves, um, then I think the Lord is honored in that. I think he's pleased with that. I think that's from him. And I think we all know when that motive shifts to, I, I kind of know what I should do, but I really just want this for me.
0: But are we, are we that self-aware? Like I think it's really easy to justify, you know, uh, I need to go play golf and and take some time for myself, like it's easy to justify that, mm. right? By the way, the, the word I was looking for was depression. I don't know why I couldn't come up with it as depression. Um, you know, it's super easy to justify that. Like I can convince myself pretty easily that, oh, man, I need to do this so that I can be, you know, I need to spend some time by myself or or, or, or with some other adults or whatever then. So I, I'm, I'm just, I'm saying like, I think I think sometimes that line is blurry like when am I when am I doing this too much and I've just convinced myself that I need it
1: Can I beat a dead horse then beat That's it. why we're in community because if I'm doing that by myself I may lack awareness to see things for how they really are uh, if I'm living in community with people then I have people who care about me that are going hey Lauren uh, you got to take better care of yourself or the other side hey Lauren you got to quit playing so much golf and spend more time with your family or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If I'm in community, that's going to take care of itself because there's going to be other people watching me. And if I'm off on myself, you, I think you, I think you do raise a good point is I think we probably all would like to say we're very self-aware and flat out. Some of us are less self-aware than others and mm-hmm. we need people around us speaking truth and love into us. Do you have any thoughts on that, Barbara? I don't want to, feel like i'm doing all the talking.
2: Here. <laughs> um i would have to say that i have a problem saying no sometimes to mm-hmm. good things. Mm-hmm. Um i definitely wore myself out back in i guess 2005ish, but at one point uh, when i was single I'm like, I'm single, I don't have anything else to do, so I want to do all these things. And so at one point, I was picking up three kids to take to church. They were sitting with me at church. I was doing choir, and I was a Sunday school teacher, and I was doing Wednesday night. And I was doing. I was just doing all the things, and I got burnt out. Um, and it wasn't until then that I realized, okay, I do need to stop and sit and soak, because if I don't sit and soak some, I'm not going to have anything to give. And that's definitely one thing that Lou has helped me with. Um, I run everything through him. He's my filter because mm. um, he helps me say no mm. when I'm like, hey, but this thing, I want to do it. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. And he's like, but you've already done X, Y, Z. You don't need to do yeah. more. So he, he helps balance me out. I love, I love him for that too. So
1: You know, you're raising, I'm so glad you have Lou. And you're raising a good point that that's why we need people around us that can speak into our lives. I'm I, thinking back to a seminary professor, a mentor of mine, as we were approaching graduation and we were about to become, you know, at least formally trained pastors who still didn't know a whole lot. We were young. But he one of the things, his little, his little one-liners, speaking of Jordan's great one-liners, one of this guy's one-liners was, guys, you need to remember that the need does not necessarily equate to the call. Mm -hmm. And he unpacked that to say, okay, we are inundated with needs Mm -hmm. or opportunities. I mean, there's 400 and something kids in the foster care system. Last I heard right Mm -hmm. here in Wichita falls, you could argue we are supposed to adopt all of them Mm -hmm. because that's what would honor the Lord. Um, you could make a really strong argument. We have plenty of Christian loving families in this community that we could take care of that problem in a day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but the need does not necessarily mean, okay, Lauren Jones is supposed to go adopt 14 of those kids. Mm-hmm. That, that's not necessarily what the Lord wants. It may be what he wants. It may be that crazy. It may be that he doesn't want me to adopt any of them, you know, but I think, if your heart is tender and you're looking to see how you can be a part of his kingdom coming, you can say yes to everything mm-hmm. and then wake up a month later, a year later, five years later, and you're burned out, you're wounded, mm-hmm. you're fried, you have nothing left to give. Mm-hmm. So that's that's probably to your question, how do we live this out? How do we apply the call to humility? It's it's not selflessness in an unhealthy Short-term sprinting, destructive way. Mm. It also does have to include some self-awareness, some some healthiness, some wisdom. I think it's why the Lord says, "Pray for wisdom." I'll give it to you. Just ask me for wisdom. And I think it's why, for the eighth time, it's why He calls us into community. You yeah. you do this with people, and you got some guardrails around you, saying, "Whoa, whoa, 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 pull back a little bit." I want you doing this for a long time. You know. Mm. Um, as well as get off your butt, you know, <laughs> we need both. Um, so yeah, it's a good word, Barbara, about Lou. I, I love that you have a partner like that, that you can help each other. He's pretty for. amazing. He seems like a really cool dude. Mm-hmm. What little I know of your husband.
2: Cause if it wasn't for him, I probably would have adopted all those four. Kids. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then wondered where half of them were cause you got too many
0: kids.
2: Yeah, I would have had a spreadsheet counting them, I'm sure. That's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> checklist, and there's one kid and another kid.
0: Yeah. He makes a good Spider-Man, too. He really does. Yeah,
2: he was, uh, I forget which, Ninja Turtle, whichever one was orange. No, he was Angelo. red. Yeah, I think he was Leonardo. Michelangelo. No, that's blue. Raphael. I don't know. I have a picture. He's a but red. that's Sorry. what he was um, Friday on. at work. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Awesome. I'll just show you a picture.
0: Okay. Um, I didn't dress up, by the way. I uh, I dropped the ball there because I didn't know, and then I walked back to our our, our room before we were going for trick or treating, and my wife was all decked out, and I was like, "Seriously, you didn't tell me? Like,
1: how did just, that happen?"
0: Yeah, Kara K, how did that happen? Just left me out there, and I was like, "No, oh, no, no, no,
1: no! How did that happen, Brooke?" Oh, my my Kara whole? Kay
0: yeah. was on the go train. I know she was. She was ready to go. Did you guys dress up? Of course no. not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so my wife is just ahead of the game we can, i, I we'll put her
0: up on that pedestal i
1: wish i had i actually am a little i'm a little frustrated with myself that i didn't welcome everybody to church yesterday morning in a gorilla it, suit. It, not in a gorilla not in a gorilla <laughs> suit that had just been weird
0: um, i was thinking more of like a uh, like a unicorn onesie something something
1: <laughs> you know <laughs> shout out to cody choate drummer right. Who uh, was just sweating and losing about four pounds,
0: which he doesn't have anything to lose. No, uh, that was fun. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know it was happening. I just saw a random gorilla, like before, you know, before before service started or whatever, and I didn't know it was Cody. Like I just saw there was a gorilla, and I was like, oh, that's funny. Somebody like actually dressed up. And then went over. I went over to the the kids' building to help with some stuff over there, and I came back in the middle of worship, and it was like the camera was zoomed in on on Emily as she's leaning the song, and she's you know she's like basically praying in the middle of the song, and (laughs) behind behind her is a gorilla, Cody (laughs) in the gorilla suit, just drumming away, just feeling it. Can I say my favorite though? Hang on. So my favorite is like like at the end, like you're talking. And the same kind of thing, it's like you're you're praying like or whatever. Moment. And he's like, Oh man, because he's it's so hot in the it's it's hot in the drum cage anyway. Oh, yeah. And then to throw a gorilla a grill suit on top of it, he reached down, he grabs his bottle of water, but he doesn't like take his mask off to take a drink. He like parts the lips of the <laughs> No, he does <laughs> and not he takes a drink through the mouth <laughs> of the thing. And I'm just I was losing it in the cafe, just standing there watching it. it. was just the funniest thing. Sorry. Oh.
2: He well, did. A, he did do a little bit of a gorilla walk um, on at the nine fifteen service nice. too. So,
1: <laughs> you know, I hope we didn't have anybody leave the church over the gorilla <laughs> drummer. I I meant what I said, uh, and I'm sure nobody's this far into our podcast episode <laughs> that has a just problem, worried about it. or they they wouldn't be listening. But <laughs> but would can we all just pray for people who get bent out of shape over things like that. Um, we've got folks who argue over the color of the carpet. We've, you know, back to the act six message, the first, you know, Jordan kind of laughed at it. Uh, the first complaint of the mm-hmm. church and we're all broken people and there's complaints every day about different things. And uh, we've got people that say the music's too loud. We've got people that say the music's not loud enough. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure somebody was upset that we had a gorilla in the drum kit drum cage. And I just, I hope, I hope we can take Jesus really seriously and almost everything else. Not. <laughs> yeah. I do love that about colonial though. Colonial is a place where yeah. we, we've had a lot of fun in, in my last three years. I know there's a lot of fun before my time and we want, I, th- I think joy and celebration and not taking ourselves seriously is part of being a disciple of Jesus. I'm I not really gonna lie, it.
0: though. It does. It, it makes me wish that I could hear like the unfiltered thoughts of some yes. people. You know, <laughs> yes. see the like, <laughs> cloud bubbles. Cro- what is going on? What's what going the is heck so, is going on? <laughs> so we had a we had a new a new family that was here for this yes. this weekend. And I swear, every time we do something like this, where it's like you know the backyard bash, or 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 next week, you know for Thanksgiving, or, wonder what or, they're thinking, or at the movies, or, or whatever. Like somebody eleven
2: o'clock and eat pancakes. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Somebody
0: comes in and is like, "This is the first time I've ever been here," and usually when we hear that story probably because if it's their first time here and they're like this is crazy they just turn around and leave but the people that hang out and they're like man you know I was was just thinking about this this family that they, they brought their kids for the first time and I got to meet them for a few minutes and we were talking about more about Colonial that's coming up in December and Lori was talking to him and she was like just I, I know that this is, this is different this week and, in, and it's, it's a little bit crazy or next week um, is also going to be different. So just, you know, it's okay. And then the <laughs> third, and I was just thinking, I told her earlier, I was like, so, so they're going to have three weeks in a row. That'll all be completely different. Yeah. And then the fourth week will be the first time that we repeat something similar, you know? And I was, was just, you know, if I could, if I could hear the unfiltered thoughts of a family that's never been here before, that there's a gorilla in the drum cage and we didn't, you know, we we went out back and hang out. Next week, we're to the grocery store. You know, it's just, I don't know. I think it'd be fun. Thank God we can't hear all the (laughs) unfiltered. (laughs) That's probably true. All right. All right. We need to pause this conversation. Uh, Last call. Anything else you guys got? No. Thanks for joining us today, Barbara. You're welcome. Barbara, you're awesome. Was it as bad as you thought it was going to be?
2: Yes. She's like, yes, this is is the
0: worst thing. Don't ever make me do this again. Uh, Lauren, we've already talked about Thanksgiving, but what else can we expect next week, uh, the week after what's coming up?
1: I am excited about us stepping into Thanksgiving. Uh, The Christmas season is right around the corner. Uh, Compassion International and its ministry that we're partnering with. There's going to be a couple special weeks that are, I think are going to be really helpful to all of our people just broadening our our understanding of the kingdom um i'm just really excited about a lot of people don't know our rooted experience for almost 80 people is winding down this next week so there's a bunch of people in smaller groups that are having very unique experiences Mm -hmm. that's going to kick off again in the new year which is going to also be here before you know it so a lot of opportunity for people to get more connected um, so I this is a fun season. I'm excited about uh, what we've got left this year for sure.
0: Yeah there's a lot and we have some we have some some more interviews coming up on the podcast in the next uh, month and a half or so um, that, that we're, we're pretty excited about too so that'll be absolutely that'll be fun. absolutely. All right Barbara, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap. Would you want do you want to do the end? Would you read you want to read the end for me? No, you're not gonna do that. okay. I'm gonna read the end. Would you like to have your giggle fit now or in the middle and mess me up again? I'm just curious. Okay. (laughs) All right. So this has been the E6 podcast from Colonial Church. Uh, You can always get more information from Colonial at colonialchurch.com or from our app in the App Store, the Google Play Store. Uh, We love to hear from you. Send us your questions. We always enjoy those. Podcast at colonialchurch.com. Thanks for listening. Barbara, thank you for being here. And we will pick up the conversation next week.